Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor here. Sitting in the chair for Bruce Hooley. Bruce, we love you. We're praying for you. Can't wait for you to be back here giving us your analysis. Hopefully we'll talk with you later in the week. We've talked a lot about voting this election cycle. November 7th is the day you can do it in person. You can also do it early. I would encourage you to do it early. Encourage everybody to get out early. That way if it rains, something goes wrong, you get a flat tire, and you're not able to make it on election day, that your vote gets cast. Issue one's important, but you know what else is important? Understanding that things like critical race theory, critical race theory, social emotional learning, LGBTQ plus activism, all kinds of alphabet things going on are going on in our schools. And at the Ohio Press Network, we released four investigative undercover investigative reports over the past year that showed proved in Ohio schools, big school districts, things were being pushed. But if you call it CRT or SEL, they go, no, 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 we're not teaching that. We don't have classes on that. But what they're doing is they're doing it in subtle ways, and they're calling it other things. The bottom line is they're using time and money to teach things that are social issues, that are political issues, and they're not teaching math, science, reading, and writing, and and accurate history. That's reality. So voting on your school board candidates is critical. Right now, we have one of those. Um, his name is, and I'm, I hope I pronounce this correctly, is it Kearney Likens? Is that correct? Hi, Jack. That's right. Kearney Likens. Kearney Likens. And you can find more at Likens, L-Y-K-I-N-S, for DublinSchools.com. You are running for school board, Dublin City Schools. I've written some reports about Dublin City Schools, and I'll save my commentary for later in our discussion. Um, but why are you running? Well, I'll tell you, Jack, um, public education is very important to me. I, I was raised by teachers. Both my mom and my dad were public school teachers. And today, my wife's a teacher, and one of my sons is also a teacher. Um, and I'll tell you, as a, a 23-year Navy veteran, serving is very important to me. And I'm not done serving. So I think the best way for me to continue serving our country and our community is to help the Dublin School District stay strong so that our kids can become the leaders of tomorrow. I love that. First of all, thank you for your service. Um, it, Absolutely. It, it, it takes a special person to stand on the wall. And so that's all I'll say about that. Um, continuing to serve. Uh, there are a lot of people in education who claim that they're serving, but what they're really doing is they're taking money from teacher unions and, and doing some things that really amounts to political activism. What does serving look like to you? What is your plan uh as a board member of Dublin City Schools, what what do you want the vision in the future to look like there with your work? Yeah, I tell you, it, like you said, political activism is is if uh, at a minimum it's a distraction um, from core education. So that's why I'm focusing my campaign uh, on three key areas of improvement, and that's number one is early literacy, number two is transparency in everything, especially curriculum and finances, and thirdly academic excellence and everything. Um, you know, number one, early literacy, the reason that's so important, you know, when you look at the state report card, which is an objective measurement of all public school districts in the state of Ohio, Dublin ranks really high in just about everything. Overall, we're 4.5 stars, um, but where we do the worst is in early literacy. Our third grade reading proficiency scores 
are only rated at three out of five stars. And some of our individual elementary buildings only rate two stars. Wow. And, and, and this is just, it's unacceptable because there's nothing more important than teaching a child to read. So um, thankfully, you know, there is a new law that's uh, went to effect this year across the state of Ohio. It's uh, commonly known as the dyslexia law. And if uh, I'm elected to the board, I'm going to make sure that we implement that law faithfully and with integrity so that every child learns to read. Tell us a little bit about that law, if you don't mind. And I, sorry to put you on the spot and maybe ask you to go in the weeds. What is the dyslexia sure. law? How, how does that help? Sure. Well, I'll tell you, first of all, how it came about. It came about because uh, we've been teaching reading nationally in a way that's just not as effective as, as it needs to be. There's something called the whole language method that's been used for about 25 years. And unfortunately, that method, uh, you know, all, all teachers have been taught that way coming out of college, out of the schools of education. And what that method does, it does not teach the fundamental building blocks of the English, of English spelling, which is based around phonics. So we haven't taught phonics for about 25 years. So the dyslexia law mandates that we teach uh, reading this way. It's known as the science of reading. Mm. And uh, it works. The, the other method does work for about 80% of kids, but for about 20% of kids, it just does not work at all. I have personal experience with it. My own son was dyslexic, but unfortunately, our, our local schools was unable to tell me that. Um, and they were unable to help him. So, and there's a lot of parents in that boat where they have to go out and get outside help, tutors and specialists and so on. But that's, you know, a, a free and appropriate public education means that those kids should be helped in our school districts. Absolutely. And, and I would even go a step further and I would say, I don't know if whole language, the whole language method is tied to reading recovery and some of the things going on. But just last segment, I talked with State Senator Andrew Brenner and reading recovery is now suing the state of Ohio because they don't want to be pushed out. They don't want the science of reading to replace what they've been doing, like you said, for the past 25 years. Unfortunately, there's a podcast out there uh, that a a journalist did, and, I, and I'm going to argue that the journalist is probably not very conservative, but her work uncovered, this isn't working. This idea that kids don't have to understand phonetically how to pronounce and read a word, it's not serving them. Um, so kudos to you for standing in the gap and saying, no, there's this dyslexia law and, and we're going to make sure uh, we enforce it. What do you think it's important for our listeners, particularly those in the in the Dublin school system area? Uh, or, or in the Dublin school system, what do you think it's important for them to understand about the district right now and why it's time for you to be elected? I'll tell you, and going back to what you just said, uh, that podcast is called Sold a Story, and I actually link to it from my website at likensfordublinschools.com. Um, it's right there. It's important. Everyone should listen to that. It'll break your heart, first of all. Um, but what it did for me, it, it made me angry. Okay? Mm. So... Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, they say, why are you running? Well, it's a combination of, of anger, but also love. So I think every kid deserves a, a chance to read. So, and one of the biggest problems in our district right now is transparency and parental involvement. You know, we have a policy right now in the district where a parent cannot, or anyone, a community member can't just show up to a board meeting and speak during public participation time unless they sign up uh, before 7 a.m. that day. And they can only speak on issues that are action items on the agenda. In other words, a parent or anyone else cannot speak what's on their mind. They can only speak what's on the board's mind. And that's just wrong. Uh, you know, schools are, are 
everyone in a school district is a public servant, and that includes the board, the superintendent, the teachers. We're all public servants. But you cannot um, do your do your duty if you're not listening to the public. So that's a policy I, I would change. Absolutely. I mean, look, <laughs> it's a parents' rights thing. It's actually a voter accountability thing too. I mean, simply, sure. if if I'm giving a school district tax dollars, I have a right to understand fully what's going on in that district. And by the way, the First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees that I have a right to convey to people that are elected what's on my mind and to ask, ask questions that are you know timely and accurate that need answered. Um, where can people learn more about you and how can they support you financially, volunteer, uh, uh, or, or help out in any way? Uh, great. So at LikensForDublinSchools.com, right on the front page, there's, a, there's links there for donating to my campaign and also for if you want to help. If you want to help canvas and knock on doors or if you want a yard sign, you can do it all from right there. And I appreciate everyone's support and I appreciate you having me on, Jack. He's Kearney Likens and he's running for Dublin City School Board. LikensForDublinSchools.com is where you can find him. And you're welcome. Thank you for spending time with us. Uh, and I'm, I'm certain that we'll get some updates on your race. Uh, best of luck to you. And thank you uh, for standing up for the things that matter so that our kids can be in a better position uh, down the road in the future. Thank you, Jack. Hey, uh, we are rounding third and heading home. Jeff, can you believe that? Uh, 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce. And uh, up next, we'll, uh, we'll just wrap for a little bit and uh, review an incredible day and some incredible guests. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. All right. Rounding third, heading home. Final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. Find our work at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's theohiopressnetwork.com. We've had quite a show today. But before we uh, recap, I want to give you an update. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan uh, came up short on his first vote for speaker. And uh, it appears that he will now face a third round of voting after four Republicans voted against him today. So the second round happened today. Keep in mind, he, he can only have four detractors. Uh, four Republicans have voted against Jordan. Uh, they are Representatives Don Bacon. He's a Republican from Nebraska. Vern Buchanan, a Florida Republican. Ken Buck, GOP guy from Colorado. And Lori Chavez de Remer, a Republican from Oregon. I didn't know they had Republicans in Oregon. Uh, they were the first four Republicans to vote against Jordan, which means that he has to go back to the drawing board. Um, interesting note it is that Vern Buchanan voted for Byron Donalds, who's another Florida Republican, and it appears that 
he flipped. So he voted for Jordan the first time, and now he's supporting Byron Donalds. I I still contest that what we're seeing is a, a scrum. Uh, I listened to the floor vote yesterday, and you'll have to forgive me for saying this because I am deeply indebted and grateful to the many elected officials who call into this show, who give me interviews, and who bring us up to speed on what's really going on, not only in the state of Ohio, but in Washington, D.C. But watching the floor vote yesterday, the hubris was nauseating. The grandstanding is disgusting. The way that Democrats introduced their candidate, who, by the way, has denied elections, who has said that the United States Supreme Court is illegitimate. They introduce him by calling his competitor, Jim Jordan, a radical. I don't know how much more radical you get than basically saying the Supreme Court doesn't have any authority because I don't like who's on it. I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go over here and play a different game. Uh, And then to call your opponent an election denier when you, in fact, (laughs) have tweeted that you contest the outcome of elections, including Donald Trump's win as president because, you know, you wanted to cite that uh, totally debunked Russia collusion interference stuff. It was it's disgusting. Look, so we have we have a war going on in Ukraine and we have terrorists ruling the roost in Israel. We have a budget that needs to to be ironed out by the middle of November and we have Republicans playing games. Now, we saw Republicans play game in, games in the Ohio House when Representative Jason Stevens convinced 21 other people to go against the promises they made to voters and their Republican caucus to vote for Jason Stevens to partner with Democrats. And uh, this, is what a, this is what a speakership looks like. When the Democrats are in the hen house, if you will, when the Democrats are in the kitchen cooking up things, when Republicans are supposed to have a supermajority, how many sessions have we had in the Ohio House? Answer, not very many. Not very many. Have we had really strong education reform? Not really. It's kind of watered down. Were we able to make sure that to amend the Constitution, it requires 60% because the media lies and because... Activist groups have poured billions of dollars into the state of Ohio, so we need to make sure that there's a little bit of a safeguard before we etch something in stone. No, we didn't do that. Are we allowing political activism to go on in schools? You know, uh, the scuttlebutt, they're still not talking about it. The scuttlebutt is that in one school district, Olentangy, there was a principal who was let go, who was on leave, who's who's uh, under investigation. And my understanding is he's under investigation because a Title IX officer turned him in. Now, Title IX used to be that women needed to have equal access and equal rights. What it means now under the Biden Marxist regime is that if you don't support LGBTQ plus activism, if you don't allow conversations about sexual preference and gender identity to go on in the classroom, if you don't allow teachers to display their rainbow flags and talk about LGBTQ plus month, then you're a threat to the democracy and you need to be turned in. 
My understanding, that's what happened. I could be wrong. It's my opinion. I have a First Amendment right to it. I'll stand for it. But if I'm wrong, call in. Let me know I'm wrong. But this is what's going on. This is what's going on in our schools. We have allowed activism and progressivism and Marxism to thrive when Republicans have a supermajority in the General Assembly and they have a trifecta. What's that mean? It means they control the legislature. They control the executive branch, i.e. the governor, and they control the Supreme Court. Yet here we are. So in Washington, D.C., we still don't have a speaker. We have a speaker. He's an interim speaker. And Republicans are grandstanding. Will Jim Jordan win? I think he will. Am I as confident today as I was yesterday? I'm not. I was 75 to 80% yesterday. I'm about 55 to 60% today. We'll see. I'll make some calls. I'll weigh in tomorrow. I'll, I'll give you an update on it. But it's infuriating and it's frustrating. By the way, at the top of the show, I said that I was going to talk a little bit about our commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, Joseph Biden. So Joe Biden decided that he was going to go to Israel because, you know, he's handled uh, terrorist situations so well. He, he did a stellar job leaving you know, behind a, a full military arsenal and causing the deaths of 13 Americans in Afghanistan. So he's going to go to Israel and, and give them some good advice on how to handle this situation. If his being there doesn't make you go, why is the leader of the free world going to a place where terrorists are in control, where they're bombing and where they're firing guns? I'll tell you why he's going. Because he's going to buy time. He's going to buy time for Hamas, Hezbollah, Iranian proxies, really, because Iran, Russia, and China are the axis of evil. And guess who's compromised? Joe Biden. So Joe Biden is going to go there to try to stall so that these Iranian proxies as Dan Bongino called it yesterday, if you're not watching Bongino's podcast, you're missing out, folks. So Joe Biden stalling for the uh, terrorists by uh, making an official visit to Israel. We'll see how that goes. Uh, if there isn't, if the bombing stops and the gunfire stops while Joe Biden's there, that tells you everything you need to know about where this world is right now and where the United States is right now. Thanks for tuning in today. Make sure to come back tomorrow. 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. Have a great rest of the day.